Welcome into this archived episode of the original SA Talk podcast. It's your favorite local podcast host and retirement advisor, Zach Espericueta. With the changes to the original podcast and rebrand in May of 2021, the current events and interview follow-up segments were taken out of these archived episodes for easier accessibility to the interview itself. Most new listeners just want to hear the interview anyway. Keep that in mind if you hear any references made to other segments or when you hear some of the old podcast music. I really hope you enjoy this interview. Be sure to give the podcast a rate and review on Apple Podcasts and a follow on social media at SA Pod Network. Enjoy the episode. So welcome back to the SA Talk Podcast. We're continuing our trend of having two guests on the show lately. So we have a pair of special guests joining us on the podcast today. First off is Dr. Sarah Bure, a native of Moline, Illinois. She has more than 25 years experience in education, was the doctoral program director at Texas State University, but most importantly is the CEO of Pre-K for SA, the topic of today's podcast. And joining Sarah is Elaine Mendoza, born and raised right here in San Antonio, is the CEO of Conceptual Mindworks, a technology and medical informatics company here in town and is the chair of the board for pre-k for sa so guys how are y'all doing today doing great doing great yeah well, thank you so much, both of y'all, for being on here. Um, Pre-K for SA is such a huge part of San Antonio. Kind of give us a backstory. We'll start with you, Sarah. Give us a backstory of how you got involved with Pre-K for SA. Well, as Zach mentioned, I've been in education a long time. I came down from Illinois and went to the University of Texas and fell in love with Texas and Austin and teaching and stayed and had a career in the Austin School District as a teacher, as a principal, I did technology, curriculum, I was in central office. And then I went to Texas State as a professor and spent 14 years there um, preparing principals and superintendents. And as part of that work, I was a researcher and studied schools all over the world and tried to figure out what is it that makes schools serve all children well? How can we make sure that schools result in educational equity? And after that, I was kind of looking around thinking, do I want to be a professor the rest of my life? I was a full tenured professor running a PhD program, which then I could have done that forever, but decided I'd start looking to see what else I might want to do and, and happened to see that Pre-K for SA had an opening and came down, honestly, walked into the center and was completely blown away by what I had seen because it was just the center filled with joyful children and teachers done exactly right. And I couldn't believe it. You know, here I was going all over the world looking for these schools and there was one right down the road. And then they said, oh yeah, and we have three other centers just like this. And I was like, what? And then they said, yeah. And then we give away grants to public schools so they can recreate programs like this. And we help parents and we have professional learning. And I was like, this is amazing. I want to be part of this. Unfortunately, they hired me because I told my husband, I'm just going to sit there even if they don't hire me because it's such a wonderful place. But he was glad because now we have an income. The bonus was I got to move to San Antonio. I did not know. My husband's from San Antonio and he has always told me, oh, we need to retire in San Antonio. That's where we need to be. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. We're in Austin. This is great. Oh my gosh. I am in love with San Antonio. I cannot believe that I spent 30 years in Austin and didn't come down to San Antonio to live sooner because it's just, oh my gosh, such a great community. So that was the bonus. I get to be part of this amazing organization and also get to live in San Antonio. Super happy. You were missing that. out. You were missing out I, for a few years, but that's okay. You yeah. found your way here in San Antonio. I'm here now, right. San Antonio is that little hidden gym. So, um, you know, Lane, you know that you have been here your whole life. So give us a little backstory about how you got involved in Pre-K for SA. 
Wow. Well, um, I've had the privilege of being involved uh, with Pre-K for SA since 2012. Um, and it was amazing. Uh, you guys both know Mayor Castro did the SA 2020 visiting, visioning session for our community and had all these great citizens of San Antonio come out and talk about what the challenges were for our, our city and what we wanted it to be in the year 2020. The citizens spoke very loudly that education was the number one issue that we needed to address. Then Mayor Castro took that charge and formed what was called the Brain Power Task Force. The Brain Power Task Force was tri-chaired between Mr. Butt of HEB Groceries, um, General Robles, who was at the time the CEO of USAA, and of course, Mayor Castro himself. There were several of us around the table, business, higher ed, uh, pre-K-12 uh, educators, just this great collection of folks. And the charge was if we had an eighth of a cent increase in sales tax and the citizens of our community have said education is the one, number one issue that we need to tackle for our community to get us to the year 2020, where would we invest that money? This was quite the challenge. And we looked at the whole education continuum, you know, ninth to 10th grade transition, college persistence and retention rates, graduation, high school graduation rates, the whole spectrum, middle school issues, elementary school issues, but it's very clear by the research and the data. Investment in early childhood education has the largest return on investment and the greatest need in terms of funding. So we then focused in on pre-K. Then there was the whole debate. Do we do three-year-olds, four-year-olds, five-year-olds? Where's the best bang for the buck and where can we truly make an impact on the educational trajectory and attainment of students? we landed on four-year-old education. So then we went to the voters in 2012, in November of 2012, and fortunately the voters in our community said, let's give this a shot. We had a framework, we had a theory of change, this, would, this is what it will look like, and the voters gave us the benefit of the doubt, and here we go. So in 2013, the Pre-K for SA board was established by the city council, I was privileged to be asked by the mayor to chair the board, and away we went. By August of 2013, we had two centers stood up, each one having 500 four-year-olds in the buildings. That next year, by August of 2014, we had all four centers stood up, each one with 500 four-year-olds. So we have been on this mission for a while. We have, again, proven results, and here we are eight years later with not only the four centers having educated over 12,000 students, but as Sarah mentioned, we have grants that have reached out outside of our four walls to the tune of $21 million uh, out to the community. Other childhood development centers, private, parochial, our partner school districts, we've enabled them to take half-day program and move to full day and other things that they wanted to invest the money in in order to increase the quality of their programs as well. So that was a long-winded answer to saying, I've been involved since 2012. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we understand how vital early education is to the youth, not just here in San Antonio, but all over the country, of course. This early education, we're providing the foundation for the future of citizens here in San Antonio and the citizens of the U.S. So we understand that both of us have parents who were in education for many mm. years across many school districts here in San Antonio. So we definitely understand that. And we appreciate that Pre-K for SA has provided that early education to the youth here in San Antonio. So Sarah, let's go back to you and tell us a little more about what Pre-K for SA provides, all the different resources and what it's all about. 
So Printed for Say is really a comprehensive approach to improving quality and access to early learning in San Antonio. Um, and that's really what attracted me to it. There's a lot of programs across the country that are doing small scale pre-K. But San Antonio really took a big, bold investment and said, no, we're going to do this at scale across the community. And we're going to start with quality. So they built these four amazing centers that demonstrate what happens when children have access to high quality curriculum with highly skilled teachers. And what we see from that, from external, we have external evaluators who come in every year. And what that shows us is when children have access to high quality early childhood education, they can achieve at very high levels. And they have great outcomes. So the the four centers really prove what's possible. And then those serve as demonstrations to other educators to be able to see, oh, this is what high quality early childhood looks like, and to help them develop their own skills. All of our centers, every classroom has a window in it. Our teachers talk about teaching. It's like teaching in a fishbowl. There are people <laughs> looking into their classrooms all the time, coming into their classroom to learn from and with them. Um, that's pre-COVID. Nobody's coming in the buildings right now other than the teachers, but we'll get back to that, I hope soon. But then we also have professional learning specialists who are providing free best-in-class professional learning to any teacher who's working with a young child birth through age eight in San Antonio. And that's to help them improve their skills and their leaders. So principals and directors of, of child development centers are getting trained to say, what does this look like? How do you do what we're doing in pre-K for SA centers? How do you do this in your own setting? And then we have grants to go with that so that we can help programs to implement those high quality indicators because there are national standards for what high quality early childhood looks like. And pre-K for SA centers were built to meet all of those standards. And we do, but we don't want just our programs to meet those standards. We want every program in San Antonio to meet all of those standards. So our grants help to do that. So we combine our professional learning and our grants to help increase the quality um, and help both our child care centers and our public and private and parochial schools to meet that. And then, of course, working with our families, because families are the first and most important teachers of their children. And they often don't realize that. And you know, I'm a parent and I remember even though I had a degree in education, when I got ready to take my daughter home from the hospital, I was like, I can't believe they're letting me take this child home. Like, what do I know? And I think a lot of parents feel that way. And so what we do is help families to understand that they do actually have the skills to do that. They do know what they're doing and that we want to support them in helping their child learn and grow and to be strong advocates for their children, not just in pre-K, but all the way up the pipeline. We want them to be able to say to educators, here's what my child needs. And here I want to partner with you to make sure my child gets what my child needs to be successful and to be strong advocates for high quality education in our community. Because as Elaine mentioned, that's where this all started, is changing the educational trajectory in our community. And families are a really big part of that. So pre-K first say we're helping them to develop those skills, including things like they go talk to city council and they go talk to their superintendent so that they can give that information and their perspective because policymakers want to do the right thing and they need to hear from our families. Well, as a mom of young children, I can tell y'all's resource page and everything, it, it's so important. You're right. Parents, we don't know where to start. I don't know where to start. First of all, thank you for providing that. I want to kind of talk about the curriculum. So on your website, it kind of shows a, what a day at Pre-K for SA, you know, step by step. But talk about the, um, the high scope curriculum real quick. So HighScope is one of three really well-researched early childhood models. HighScope has over 50 years of research that shows that children who have access to the HighScope curriculum um, not only do better in school, but they actually do better in college and career and in life. There actually are uh, better health outcomes associated with the HighScope curriculum, not just for children who have access to it, but they've been following a cohort of students for over 50 years who obviously are not young children anymore to find out what happened with them. And what they found from that research 
research is that the first group of children who had high scope, they had better career and health outcomes, but not only did they have those, their children had those and their grandchildren had better health and career and, and school outcomes, which shows the power of high quality early learning to really change our trajectories in life. And so what high scope does is helps children to develop strong brain architecture. A lot of people think early childhood is really is about teaching children to read or about numbers and letters, and that comes, but it's really about building a strong brain because we know that 90% of brain development happens before the age of five. And the latest research out of Harvard says that young children's brains are developing a million synapses a second. Think about that. I mean, a million brain connections a second, which means not just every day matters, but every minute matters. And so what we talk about at Pre-K for SA is high quality all day, every day, meaning that we use the high scope model to help children engage in purposeful play. Young children learn through play. And so what our teachers do are masterfully create these environments where children are going about playing, but as they're playing, they are learning scientific thinking, mathematical concepts, literacy development, and the teachers are just engaging with them to help guide the children's learning. And most importantly, the children learn something called executive function, which executive function is that part of your brain process that develops in the frontal lobe. And it's what allows us to do multitasking, to plan, to um, set goals, to adjust to our plans if they don't work out. The best time to, to develop executive function is between the ages of four and five. And children who have strong executive function have been shown to have better behavior in school, but also greater persistence to and through college and in career, because it's that part that lets us kind of negotiate the tensions of life and figure out what to do when we run into a problem. I have to brag on our great educators that we have at Pre-K for SA and that they have created a curriculum on their own as well. We have two in particular that I think are worthy of note with respect to your question, and that is our civic engagement. Our four-year-olds know how to vote. <laughs> our, our educators have put together a whole curriculum around civic engagement. They also know that the, the citizens of San Antonio are contributing their financially to their education. And so therefore, every year we have the Gracias event, which auctions off artwork that they create, and the money they make off of selling their artwork they all vote on which charitable organization in the community they will donate this money to. Talking about a four-year-old having the concept of voting and the concept of giving back to the community, that's impactful and that's long-lasting. The second thing that uh, off the top of my head that, that uh, I want to mention is our, our outdoor learning a curriculum that, that our great educators have put together. Through a grant from USAA, they brought down a, an expert from the University of North Carolina to construct and structure that play that Dr. Beret is talking about in the outdoor environment so that we can yield the best we can from engaging our four-year-olds from being outside. And we all know how important that is, especially in today's age of, of electronic means and so forth. So those two were, were things that can be replicated to our partner districts, our partner entities that are in early childhood at not a, at not a very high cost. So Sarah, I don't know if you want to detail more. No, that's correct. Yeah. So we are incubator, incubators of innovation. So figuring out how do we do things better and how do we create better curriculum that helps to support children's learning. But we do it really intentionally because we wanted other programs to be able to replicate it with 
without a lot of money. And so we are very purposeful. Our outdoor learning spaces, for example, they aren't filled with lots of expensive equipment. They're actually filled with lots of repurposed items. At our South Center, for example, the teachers found an old bathtub on the side of the road and they were somebody was getting rid of it and they brought it back and it's now a worm farm where the children have the worms that they use in the garden, right? Or they'll find old crates or benches that they repurpose outside because the point is we want other programs to say you don't need to spend a lot of money and have a lot of fancy equipment to create really outdoor great outdoor spaces and that's true even in our classrooms because as you know anyone that has young children the story is you know you, you give them these gifts on Christmas or for a holiday they open up and what they want is the box right the old cardboard box is what they play with and that's really true a lot of times we just put cardboard boxes out there and the children create all kinds of things with them they'll create drive-throughs or big huge forts or those they really get to use their imagination so we're really about tapping into the natural way that children learn, which is through play and imagination and providing the support for that by just giving them very simple materials that they can tinker with and build with and that they can really use in their own way because that's how you build that strong sort of engineering concepts and mathematical thinking and by letting children tinker and explore. And Elaine, I want to go back to you because earlier you were discussing the proven results. You were, you were touching on some of the statistics that pre-K for SA, all the success that you've had. So remind our listeners, tell our listeners some of those proven results. Certainly. First of all, since the inception of the program, we have had a third party evaluator making sure that we were delivering on the promise. We were evaluated from the very beginning to ensure that we were delivering results that could be quantifiable. So eight years later, we have shown uh, through actually multiple third-party evaluators that we increase uh, mathematics uh, readiness. We increase kindergarten readiness. We increase attendance, meaning decrease absenteeism, that we are decreasing the need for remedial education, if you will, and decrease the amount of disciplinary actions that our students have to go through in, as they move through K-3. So these are real data points that we can demonstrate that our students are progressing and that we're making solid impacts on. Those are the kinds of things that we can point to. With the upcoming election, Pre-K for SA is on the ballot. So Elaine, do you want to kind of talk about, you know, first of all, where y'all will be on the ballot, what people are voting for, and just in why they should vote yes to Pre-K for SA? Absolutely. We are on the ballot November 3rd. I think early voting starts October 13th. We are at the very bottom of the ballot. So you have to go through the national races, the state, etc. It's going to be a very long ballot. We are just encourage all voters, first of all, go vote. And then secondly, have the patience to go to the very bottom of the ballot and you'll find us under Proposition A. We believe we have proven this model. San Antonio is unique in this way and that that our citizens have said we believe so much in the potential of our workforce that we're investing in four-year-old education to begin at the beginning which changes the whole landscape of educational attainment for them number one number two we believe economic development is best flourished by an abundant talented skilled workforce and our citizens are beginning at the beginning and investing in that There's not very many communities can say that, if any. We have eight years of results. We have momentum behind us. We can prove it 
We have proven it. We're going to keep going with it. We're going to always look for innovative ways to even increase our efficacy. Let's not stop this train. Uh, let's move forward. We're going for another eight years. And through those eight-year periods, we're going to have multiple third-party evaluators that will demonstrate the impact that we're making. We will have families who can attest to what it has done for their students, their children. We have families who will say, our first child went, and we insisted our second child went. We insisted our third child went. We have legacy families now, <laughs> so uh, an alumni association. So we have what it takes to change the landscape and increase economic development through investing in workforce development, which means investing at the very beginning of the development pipeline. Tell us what San Antonio means to you, what it means to your organization, and what your organization means to San Antonio. San Antonio, as I told you, I'm, I'm in love with San Antonio. I'm still four years later, still kind of in the, the honeymoon phase of, of love with San Antonio. <laughs> and I think, you know, we have a lot of visitors who come to Pre-K for SA. A lot of folks reach out to us to ask what we're about, because really Pre-K for SA is a national model. And one of the questions that I invariably get asked is, how did you do this? And how could we do this in our own communities? And I always say, you know, I'm not sure that it can be done in other communities in part because one of the things that I found about San Antonio that's so unique is that there is a strong alignment between business and philanthropy and the community for children and youth. And it's, I have not seen this anywhere else. There's a lot of communities that you might have one person who's really big on education or early ed or, or youth, but to see an entire community come around and say, we really need to focus on our children and youth, I just haven't seen that. I, so I think San Antonio is unique in that way. And I think it may be part of the, you know, the, the saying is that San Antonio is the biggest small town in the country, which it really is. It feels, I feel so connected. I was, you know, in Austin for, for 30 years and I feel far more connected in San Antonio in four years than I did in Austin, just because it's got a strong sense of community. And of course, for our program, I mean, our, it's in our name, right? Pre-K for SA. We, we know that this is really about building a strong future for San Antonio. Um, and that future is not just, you know, obviously our little ones, there's a future 20 years out, but it's even the future today for our families. So we're working on sort of a two-gen approach to workforce development because we're developing our young learners, but also helping families to access the workforce and to access higher education and to do the things that they need to do to improve the stability for their own families to make sure that their future is very prosperous. And so the whole culture of San Antonio is completely woven in to pre-K for SA. And I think we saw that in the pandemic in particular. You know, we were on spring break when people started to realize that COVID had come to San Antonio and we need to think about doing things differently. So on the Friday of spring break, we had been preparing for the children to come back on Monday and we were going to do some things like temperature check. And on that Friday, the school district said, no, we can't even open. So we shut our doors and immediately over the weekend, we went into mode of we've got to take care of our community. So we need to one, continue offering um, learning for our children remotely, but we know our families are hurting. We reached out to all 2,000 of our families and said, what do you need? And we immediately began doing food distribution and sending our staff to the food bank because the food bank was down. They didn't have enough volunteers to process all the food that needed to be done. And through that process, we reached out to families that needed to file for unemployment. We didn't, we had a lot of families that said, I've never needed to ask for food before. I've never had to file for unemployment. And so we went into that mode and helped them 
Pre-K plus A is really woven into the fabric of San Antonio and so many families, not just the ones we're serving right now, but even ones we've served in the past and some of their relatives, they'll say, I never, my child never went to pre-K plus A or I don't even have a child, but can you help me? And of course we do. And so that really showed me that people see pre-K plus A as integral to the community. And I can't imagine San Antonio without pre-K plus A. And I certainly, I can't imagine pre-K plus A being in another community in the same way. I think it's all woven together and part of one. Lastly, what is the legacy that Pre-K for SA wants to leave on San Antonio? You know, not only Pre-K for SA's legacy, but do you have a legacy that you hope to leave here in San Antonio? I think we're going to one day read about a a great teacher and they would have been a Pre-K for SA alumnus. We will vote for a mayor and they would have been a Pre-K for SA alumnus here in San Antonio. Great engineers, breakthrough physicians, you name it. We will see that they started their educational journey with pre-K for SA, that will happen. I also hope we're imprinting on our community how important education is and what kind of impact, beginning at the beginning, investing in our young minds, investing in our children, what kind of return that has for everybody, everybody, not just those who have children, but those of us who don't have children in education right now, but we get a return on investment uh, because our, com- our community flourishes and it's a great place to be. So these are the kinds of things that I hope that citizens can look back on and say, dang, I'm so glad I voted for Pre-K for SA. I voted to continue this great program. It will change the landscape of our community and we will see businesses coming in, establishing themselves here and growing and hiring San Antonians. What I'd like to see the legacy of Pre-K for SA is that we look back on 2012 and realize that that was the starting point for a movement of the United States to become an early learning nation and that San Antonio is the birthplace of that, meaning that we recognize the power of high quality early learning and how essential it is to not just our children and our families, but really to our communities. 20 years from now, we can look back and say, this is a time when a community took really a bold, innovative chance on their four-year-old, and it paid off. And we can see that San Antonio's workforce was stronger because of it. Our community was healthier because of it. Our community was more vibrant because of it because of it, and that it offered a model, not just for San Antonio and other Texas cities, but also for our nation, and really that San Antonio becomes known for that place where we recognize the importance of high-quality early learning. And if my name gets mentioned as in an asterisk of, I served as CEO, I'll be, that, I couldn't be more happy. Leading pre-K for SA is really special and honestly my favorite. And I'm so grateful to wake up every day and get to be part of this amazing project because to see the children and the families and the power this program has is really a gift. And I always tell people, if you're having a bad day, please come out and visit one of our classrooms. It will make you feel like the world is right and give you a lot of hope. Now, that was all pre-COVID. Nobody, again, we're not having visitors right now, but one day again, we will. And I just think it makes me feel really hopeful for San Antonio's future. So I want you guys to plug in any social media profiles, the website, where can we find the both of you? You know, where are the locations at? So we have four centers, each located in the quadrant, each quadrant of the city. So the North Center is located at I-10 and Medical. 
The South Center is located by Brook City Base. The West Center is located off of 151, kind of out by the food bank. And the East Center is located two miles east of 35 on Eisenhower. So they're spread out across the city and we have transportation to each one of them so that they are accessible to all families. And then our Pre-K for SA website is pre-k4sa.com. And there you can find information about enrollment, but you can also find lots of resources. We've developed a resource page for families and teachers where there are videos, lesson plans, all kinds of ideas you can use with your own children or in your own classrooms. And we encourage everyone to visit that and utilize those free resources and to reach out to us if they have questions, because we're always happy to help support children, families, and our teachers to make sure that all children have access to high quality early learning. Okay. And if you want to find out more, you can go to info at keep pre-K, the number four, keep pre-K for essay.com. We also have Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, at keep pre-K for essay. And I do want to add for the listeners, just like Elaine said, you can find them on social media, Facebook at Pre-K for SA, Instagram, the same Pre-K for SA, and Twitter at Pre-K for SA. So of course, go follow them, go to their website, check out their resources and everything they have to offer. And guys, of course, you got to get out there and vote. This is a vital organization to San Antonio. So I encourage you all to do so. Guys, we can't thank you enough for joining us, for taking time out of your busy days to join us on the podcast and share your mission, your stories, and what Pre-K for SA is all about. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Amanda, you and Amanda for doing this and for your love of San Antonio. It's our city. We're both natives. We love San Antonio. (laughs) Guys, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Amanda and I will give our thoughts on today's guest. Hey guys, it's Zach. As some of you may know, I help people plan for retirement. And as your advisor, I can not only show you how money truly works, but put you in control of your money today and in retirement. If you're looking to schedule a financial review, please give me a call at 210-760-0409. Thank you for listening to this archived episode of the original Essay Talk podcast. I really hope you enjoyed the interview. If you enjoyed this episode and are looking for more content, you'll want to hit that subscribe or follow button depending on which podcast platform you are using. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I do also ask that you please give us a rate and review. That really helps the podcast grow. Lastly, if you want to keep up with the podcast, check us out on social media at SAPod Network. Take care and Viva San Antonio.